Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where even when our little eyes are glued shut from laser <laughs> surgery, we still manage to peek out into the larger world and collect like a little squirrel many, 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 many little things to bring back to you. Uh, yes. And by we, uh, Molly means she had LASIK surgery. It was just me. Anything. It was actually just me. But I like to pretend that Tom in solidarity is <laughs> yeah, sitting there with his eyes closed. In solidarity, <laughs> I will do the show with, mostly with my eyes closed, except when we need to read the feedback. <laughs> exactly. Which is only going to be Tom today because I'm, I'm on day two. Yeah, it'll be. I'll, I'll set them up. You knock them down. Boom. So I'm happen. just doing. I'm just saying I'm doing the whole show without looking. Yeah. Anything could happen. <laughs> Hold my beer. But you know what? I took the whole week off because uh, I'm summer camp for my child Mm -hmm, and also mm -hmm. laser surgery. And this is the only (laughs) thing I have cracked this laptop for. At Porter wrote in the Discord, look, Ma, no eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's dark and yet it's funny. Indeed. Um, Hey, uh, I want to we decided to do a joint thing today. Uh, so you're going to get a double sized thing from me and Molly and then one each, uh, from us. The joint thing is the huge thing that Juneteenth has the become. hugest, the hugest thing that Juneteenth has at long last become. I mean, I don't think that you can, I, I don't think that we have seen a thing like this in our lifetimes, the speed at which no. sentiment and knowledge about a topic has spread and changed and grown. Like I I've seen pollsters say that they've never, ever, ever seen public opinion swing so far and so quickly in this case, in support of black lives matter and the idea of police brutality or police reform. And similarly, this sort of like sudden arrival at the same knowledge base, right? Like how many white people knew what Juneteenth was? I only know what Juneteenth is because I live in Oakland and there are big celebrations every Let, year. Let's tell the folks who don't and so know. And so now we should back who, up. Yes, yeah. go for uh, it. <laughs> uh, Juneteenth is often talked about as the end of slavery. It's not actually the end of slavery if you really want to get historical about it because uh, there were slavery in the free states still. Not not the free states, but the non-Confederate states mm-hmm. uh, a- after this point. But the Emancipation Proclamation applied to the states in rebellion. Uh, and so the Juneteenth celebration commemorates the last slaves in the South to get the order abolishing slavery in that state. June 19th, 1865 is when Major General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas, and uh, informed people that 
in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves mm-hmm. an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. Wow. And those were the last people to hear it. Uh, after the Civil War. Uh, and so that it is celebrated as the end of slavery uh, right. because of that. Even though we should point out it happened two years after the Emancipation Pro- Proclamation was signed. Right. And also yep. that it wasn't until the 13th Amendment was passed that all slavery in the United States was abolished. And that right. didn't happen until 1860, December 6th, 1865. Yep. And we are we are certainly still feeling the effects of all of that. And by the way, I did start reading Stamped from the beginning over the course of the last mm-hmm. week, and I highly recommend it. It is absolutely – it's astonishing and kind of devastating in its tracing of the long human history of slavery. Like, for example, did you know that Aristotle was pro-slavery? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And used climate mm-hmm. – as a justification, and that in fact, in the early days of slavery, uh, like the in up to, up until about the early 1400s, so many slaves in Western Europe, in particular, were Slavs, Eastern European, mm-hmm. that it became the Western root of the word slave. Yep. You yeah. already read the book. Not like, a new yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a new thing. But no. anyway, so so all of that is to say that Juneteenth has been celebrated by many in the Black community for a very long time. Oakland always has you know parties and fireworks, and it's always kind of a a, a thing. And now there are moves to I think Twitter and Square right made it holidays, company holidays. I think maybe more companies have followed suit. And then Senator John Cornyn of Texas, where it is already, in fact, a state holiday. Right, because Galveston is where because Galveston's where it know, they're, what they're celebrating. It it had, it had been the uh, the Jubilee Day uh, became an annual celebration that became an official holiday early on. Hmm. In fact, that's where I learned about Juneteenth was when I lived in Austin, Texas. And, oh, and and there would be people talking about oh, there are Juneteenth celebrations. And I'm like, what? It what is that? Uh, and uh, the day was first celebrated in Austin in 1867. Wow, that is cool. And now there are calls to make it a federal holiday. Yeah, uh, the state of New York uh, made it uh, an official holiday. Uh, I think there are. I don't remember exactly how much. There are many states that have it as an official holiday. That doesn't mean that businesses and banks and other. Uh, entities follow it, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it has been on the books. But more, more states, more city governments making it an official holiday. Uh, it became an official state holiday in 1980 in Texas, uh, and yeah, uh, Spotify I think uh, has made it a permanent U.S. holiday. Tesla and SpaceX just made it a permanent U.S. holiday. Nike, Target, and the NFL all gave employees the day off to observe the holiday. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Twitter. I think Lyft is another one uh, that added. Google made it an official calendar holiday this past week. Apple already had it on its calendar. Wow. Um, I mean, you know, and I, I was having this conversation earlier today that like, sure, some of this might feel surface level and some of it might feel like, you know, companies capitalizing on a wave and wanting to do a thing that, you know, makes them look good or is good PR. 
But I don't think that we should discount how important it is that those conversations are happening and that companies are taking. Look, I mean, we live in America, so policy, frankly, is set by capitalism (laughs) in a lot of ways. And so to see companies take that step and make it very visible, I mean, every single bit of it is awareness raising. I will totally confess to being one of those white people who did not know about the Tulsa race massacre until Mm -hmm. Watchmen. Mm -hmm. I did not know. And I Googled it and was just like, are you kidding me? This happened and nobody, and I did not learn this in school. Yeah. I mean, this is like, it is appalling. And so that there's a whole, for all the conversations about what is the history of this country with respect to Confederate monuments, there is a history of this country that is only now becoming apparent to the majority of people who live in it. And if that happens because a company is doing something for positive PR to keep their customers, like, great. Sounds good to me. Also, who really wouldn't get behind a holiday celebrating the end of slavery? <laughs> like, that's well. see, I'm, I'm I mean, I say that very slowly because I know there are people who might not. But, uh, you know, that's that's n- not a controversial one. Right. I mean, we are saying this at the end of a week mm-hmm. in which the election camp reelection campaign of the president of the United States deliberately embedded Nazi imagery into advertising and then doubled down on it even after that ad- advertising was taken down to hate speech. Sure, but also an unprecedented so, move in that that same president moved his rally <laughs> because yeah. it was taking place on Juneteenth, which I wouldn't have predicted happened. Uh, anyway, I was trying to steer us back towards uh, a little more of the positivity of, of the day by saying, like, we're celebrating anti-slavery. We're selling the end of slavery. That's a good yes, thing. That's a thing we could all thing. get behind uh, and celebrate uh, and, and, and should celebrate. Uh, also, we need a holiday in June. I mean, I mean, just as a practical matter, yeah. you're not wrong. You're it's not, not wrong. It's not like it's it, it, it's occupied. So this it's a is a long stretch. And and I think that's part of the you know all kidding aside, it's part of the seriousness uh, or, or the uh, the momentum behind Juneteenth is that it is ha- it happened to be now, right? Right. If right. If, if the holiday was in January, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe by January right. we still have the momentum to to talk about it. Uh, but because it's happening so close to the events that have unfolded, uh, it's it's top of mind, and and that's good. Yeah, no, it really is. And I, and I actually I raise the issue of the administration primarily because in order for public sentiment to continue to swing. The information is what is necessary. The awareness, the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, that it had had that had the president scheduled a rally in Tulsa on Juneteenth in any other year when many white Americans didn't know that it even existed or what it was, it would have gone fairly unnoticed. And, and those days are past. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's more telling than anything is that uh, is that it it has that kind of momentum. Uh, right mm-hmm. now. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I don't know. I've met a lot of companies, even if they're not taking the day off doing special seminars, uh, to educate people about not just Juneteenth itself, but, you know, uh, racism and slavery, uh, and the history and, and, and those things like the Tulsa massacre that you didn't know about, uh, getting, getting people to understand that and, and learn about those things is incredibly important. Uh, if you're looking for like, 
the easy way in to Juneteenth, uh, <laughs> I would highly recommend watching the episode of Blackish, uh, where I knew about Juneteenth because I lived in Austin. I yes. learned about Juneteenth from Blackish. That Blackish is, a good is the episode, episode that I, meant, I went, oh, that. Oh, I didn't. I knew. I mean, I kind of knew this, but I didn't know everything around it. The culture, the fact that it is celebrated widely and people didn't talk about it. Uh, it's 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 not the you know, it's not the full documentary. It's not the last thing you should learn about it, but it's a great starting place. It really is. Yeah. And then actually you can go on from there and watch Black AF. Mm, yeah. Which also has an excellent <laughs> Juneteenth episode and which is fantastic. And every single episode, I mean, Black AF is just such a brilliant show in a million different ways. And one, not least of which is that essentially the episode title title spoiler of every episode is this is about slavery. It's yes. because of slavery. You're not going to believe it, but it's still also, because of slavery. You're thinking I'm kidding, but it, yeah, you're exactly. thinking I'm kidding, but it's because of slavery. Like it is, it, it, that show is genius. Yep. It's genius. And also I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Oakland just going off tonight. They already mm-hmm. have been all day long. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's our, our double sized, uh, joint thing for today. Uh, now we get into the, Less socially important things, at least mine is. We're mixing it up. We're mixing it up. Uh, And this is, again, one of those things that isn't new, but I feel like it's starting to reach its peak now. We're starting to, I'm starting to see it in a lot more places, which is using low key to mean secretly. Like, Mm -hmm. as in, I low key want to eat an entire cake. Mm hmm. Uh, I I was like a little, you know, it's funny because I was a little worried when I saw this in the rundown because I was like, ooh, that's really super not new. And then I realized that, nope, nope, it has actually, it is at the perfect it's crested level of yeah. thingness. Exactly. It has crested the thing wave and gone mainstream because it previously only the cool people that I knew right. mm-hmm. were saying low key and now we're all saying it. Yep. AKA uh, thing. And it's replaced, uh, it kind of partially uh, has replaced on the down low, which our, our producer asked, is that the new on the down low? It's, it's in the same ballpark. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and shorter. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's more efficient. The kids these days don't like to waste a lot of time getting to their, <laughs> I mean, they can't even be bothered to spell out right now anymore. It's just RN forever. Yeah. Are you familiar? Have you seen this yeah. one? This one really, and it, it I, I mean, mean it. Okay, I will confess to like one out of every 10 times being like, nurse? No, not nurse. No, right now. <laughs> Damn Lots it. of love? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this happen. nurse need lots of love? Ugh. I love Loki, though. I really do think it's like one of those things. That I'm going to sound like such an old lady, but I love it because it is like, you do sound really cool when you say it. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's basically just saying like, you know, I don't, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but right. I low-key... Want to buy a Hummer. Of, and it's kind of <laughs> gossipy, like Loki. I don't think he likes her. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is a fun one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and it's it's now become pervasive. It's it, this is this is the kind of thing where once we mention it, it's now over. <laughs> it might be right. Like this you might can be still a... use it, but you won't be cool using it for very much longer. Which is such all. a shame because you do feel so cool when you use it, right? Yeah. Just yeah. just go out into the world, friends. You've probably got a couple more weeks. Yeah, where you will still impress a kid. <laughs> Where you can like low key impress a kid with your <laughs> yep. with your exactly. knowledge. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I love it. Um, well, this one. So my thing is also uh, the lingo of the youngsters, 
And it is a phrase that I have heard in academic circles and used in the very fancy way, Mm. which is like when you talk about uh, mainstream media, for example, as a gatekeeper and the idea of intellectual gatekeeping Mm -hmm. uh, or even, you know, financial gatekeeping. Like, yeah, you know, it's the New York Times was for a long time the gatekeeper of news until Twitter came along and democratized it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So that is the context in which I'm familiar with this word. And so my son said the other day, um, like, oh, all the gatekeepers, somebody posted about skateboarding and then all the gatekeepers jumped all over him. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Hold on. How, uh-huh. what is, what is the part? And he was like, and I'm like, I am familiar with the phrase gatekeeper. Yeah. Please explain to me how it is being employed in this case. And this is so amazing. The kids have come up with gatekeeper. As a way to identify that dude who's annoyed that you discovered the indie band that he likes and wants to test you on it. <gasps> so, yeah, yes, exactly. So the gatekeep, the people who are gatekeeping are the ones who have been super into skateboarding for a long time. <gasps> They're future Karens. They're, oh, come on, don't ruin it. No, no. I mean, a little <laughs> bit though. They are, they are a little bit. Cause if you think about this person and we all know one, like, my son says to his friend, I really like Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. Name every song. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's and that's so, a gatekeeper. That's a, he's, he's gatekeeping Panic at the Disco. And mm-hmm. they, they gatekeep skateboarding or they gatekeep certain bands or any kind oh of trend. Gosh, this is a revolution. This is it, this is language solving a problem. I love this. It totally is because we all know this. And I don't know where they got it. But I'm like, oh, my God, that is the perfect usage of the language that de- that describes this exact behavior. And then, because they are all so hilarious now, they've evolved it into like funny memes and jokes. Oh, really? You're into space? Name every star. <laughs> Tsubasa in Discord wrote, you're a feminist? Name every woman. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Tsubasa totally gets it. He's seen the memes. <laughs> They were te- they were teasing Eli because he wears NASA T-shirts all the time, and they're like, "Oh, you so into space? Name every star!" <laughs> like amazing. And then he said that there was some Reddit thread where somebody tried to gatekeep airplanes. You know, mm. oh, really? You're into airplanes? Name every airplane. <laughs> and the person did like thirty pages. <laughs> wow. Of comments in a row naming airplane types. That's amazing. Gatekeeping. Uh, I, yeah, because if you know, when I was in my twenties, it was like, oh. Uh, you know, people who say they were into something before it was cool or, you know, people who, who try to shame you with their knowledge. Like there just yeah. wasn't a word, right? There was never a word. Yeah. And, and finally not only the kids- that, but once you have a word, you have power over something because you've yes. named it Yep, and it loses its danger. Like I, I went through and probably still suffer from, uh, not wanting to call myself a geek because of the gatekeepers who said, well, if you're a geek, you have to know this and this and this mm-hmm. and, and have this kind of machine and be able to have these kinds of programming skills, right? Like, yes. It's, oh, yeah. It is it. so, I'm so glad that you see it for what it is, which is like the brilliant application of the perfect word to a behavior that is like age old. The kids these days, they are the future. I'm just saying they are I, the future. I don't just believe the children are our future. I know it now. I know it now. <laughs> I mean, they're gatekeeping the future a tiny bit because they want us to like yeah, stop talking. I guess not all gatekeeping <laughs> is bad, but I believe the children are gatekeeping the future. <laughs> so name every future. 
Oh yeah, name every future. Oh yeah, you you're into multiverses. I believe the name every possible outcome. Oh yeah, name all the years. Name all the years. <laughs> I mean, the meme part of it is almost even the great. most fun. And then talk about taking the wind out of the sails of the gatekeepers by having a name for them and memeing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's I love this. This is like one of the greatest things I feel like I've come across in a long time. Is Thank it? Thank God my name child all the still greatest things that have ever happened. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I love it so much. Tom, Tom, we should point out here is going to be way too good at this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be filled with regret. Yes. Oh, no. Subasa asked if we are the gatekeepers of things. We could be accused of that if we're not careful. Uh, That's true. Oh, really? You like things? Name all the things. <laughs> Name all the things. <laughs> we are working on it every tell week. Me, tell me everything that's a thing. Our entire show is us doing that. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we would never gatekeep. Other people can know about things, but not as much as we know. <laughs> Try and keep up. I dare. We're professionals. <laughs> All right. Uh, and as professionals, of course, uh, we understand that we can't do it without you, which is why we love getting your feedback, because it helps us to continue in our quest to name all the things. Uh, Jeffrey wrote in on Noom, said, Molly and Tom, my wife and I went to Colorado for our Christmas trip to see her parents, and my mother-in-law mentioned that she had used Noom, this is that diet we talked about, and uh-huh. said she had done really well with it and suggested that it might be a good idea if we wanted to try it. So we started just after getting home to Nashville and followed along pretty consistently for well over four months and have lost a total of 60 pounds between us and think we have actually started better eating habits that will stick with us. So we actually went the other way during the safer at home, continuing to lose weight. Nice to see we actually got a little ahead of at least the beginning of a thing. I love that they specifically say that nothing is off limits. You need to understand what you are eating and how much and just be more knowledgeable about food and health. That is amazing. Oh, I love that. What a good story. I know, right? They won They yep. won the lockdown. That's great. They uh, really did. Jeremiah on alignment says, hi, Tom and Molly. So first on your thing about responding to how are you doing with it's a lot for years, I have answered the question with, well, I'm not dead yet, which sounds morbid, but that is just a minimum requirement. Not dead means there's room to improve. <laughs> uh, how, how finish of you. Jeremiah continues, I have written in about some nerdy things, so I had to chime in when D&D alignments came up. D&D right now is more of a thing than ever. People mention Stranger Things, Critical Role, and add into that a certain cachet that came with celebrity players coming in. At least two cast members from True Blood are big D&D nerds and are on official D&D streams out there. But as to alignment, it is sort of a literary reference. Gary Gygax added alignment to the game as a measure of if you are oriented towards certain powers. He was referencing the works of Michael Moorcock and a book by Poole Anderson called Three Hearts and Three Lions. Your alignment to good or evil, neutral, lawful, or chaotic could affect the sort of class your character could be in the older editions of the game. These days, there are more than a few D&D enthusiasts and designers considering removing it from the game because moral philosophy is, well, complicated. Love the show. You make my work shifts tolerable. And P.S. Molly, if you ever want to try D&D, we can make that happen. Oh, my God. Uh That was fascinating. Yeah. So when you said literary reference, you were right. Yeah. What's really interesting is that I think I was just like slightly off of center of the real thing, which is the resurgence of Mm. D&D. Yeah. 
And yeah, yeah. The, the alignment is certainly like a meme offshoot of it without question. Mm-hmm. But the meme, the the thing origin story of alignment is this this kind of like D&D thing. Fast, so interesting. I can't believe, though, that people are trying to gatekeep uh, alignment out of the oh, game. Oh, no, don't gatekeep alignment. Don't uh, gatekeep speaking alignment. Speaking of uh, the memes, John in South Carolina said, I was listening to your discussion of D&D memes, and I think I have an answer to the why now of it. With the lockdown slash social distancing that we've all been doing, I have seen several people that weren't into it before joining online D&D and other tabletop RPG groups just to have a regular hangout with their friends. There are mm-hmm. sites like Roll20 created just for this, but it can be as simple as a Zoom call. It provides an easy to set up escape and some social time with real people just something i've noticed kind of a thing how fun i do kind of want to have a i think i could try a zoom D. that would be super fun maybe i made over my head i've made a terrible mistake i was just gonna say like, on roll 20 <laughs> i don't know something's gonna happen here all right uh the, our last piece of feedback is a voicemail and this one is regarding uh the dieting the that we were talking about last uh-huh. time okay here we go yeah, no, I just need about 30 seconds. No, 30 seconds is the limit. <laughs> hey, this is Remy. Just taking a quick break from recording the Greenville phone book. Fordo, Fordo, Fordo. How can I even compete with that level of energy? You know, I remove my hat from the ring as far as the number one voicemail caller. Oh, and look, now I'm out of time. I'm already up to 30 seconds. Curse you, Fordo the roommate! <laughs> oh my Unless god, my day is so made. Unless. There isn't a 30 second restriction anymore. Aha. Aha! In that case, let me tell you about uh, a diet technique that I used a few years ago to great effect. I call it the Twix diet. So when I became full time at the post office, I decided I could have. Uh, you know, for dessert every day, I could have two Twix bars. Well, I mean two packages of Twix bars, like four Twix, four for me, none for you. And so I, I would eat these four Twix bars every day. And then after a while, after a couple of months, I realized like I'd gotten up to my highest weight ever. And I wondered, well, what can I do to trim back? And so I analyzed how much walking, how many calories walking burns I analyzed my caloric intake and I realized I'm taking in about 500 calories more than I'm burning. Where could I cut out 500 calories? Uh, Four Twix bars would probably (laughs) be the right amount. So I stopped eating the four Twix bars and in three months I had lost 25 pounds. Now I recognize that that might not work for everybody. I mean, first you have to have already been eating four Twix bars And then you also have to have a job where you walk 10 miles a day. But if that applies to you, well, that's my little tip. Okay. (laughs) Well, now I have to get back to the phone book. Uh, What are we up to the, we up to the M's. Okay. Merit. Gotcha. (laughs) Amazing. I've never been happier. I've never been happier than I am right now. I literally settled back, grabbed my beer Close my eyes. Just <laughs> leaned in. Tell me a story, Remy. Just tell me a story, Remy. I don't care what it's about. Uh, we have oh. a lot of people in our audience that never listened to Buzz Out Loud uh, back in the 2000s. Uh, but those of you do understand what a delight it is I to mean, be talking about voicemails from Remy and Fordo again. It uh, really it is. 
It is like a simpler time. <sighs> so good. So good. Back to the past. Yeah. Also, that's Root funny because I watched, I watched Terminator last night. I, um, I've decided, I resolved to watch them all, all over again because I heard that China named like its new surveillance system Skynet. Like they were mm. like, we just want to rebrand it. It has such a <laughs> negative connotation. <laughs> Smart move. And then I was like, I'm going to watch those all again. And, uh, a, a singular premise of the first Terminator movie is in fact the phone book. Oh. Cause when Arnold the Terminator arrives, he goes through the phone book finding all the Sarah Connors. And I was like, can you imagine if somebody tried to invent that now? The phone book? <laughs> I mean, I know this is a, an observation that's been made many times, but it is so astonishing in the age of data that we live in to see somebody open a book and look up someone's name and a home address. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. And they're all there. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Talk about privacy violation, right? Simpler like, times indeed. People would, if, yeah. If somebody tried to to say, I've come up with this book, I'm going to print everyone's name and address in it. And deliver yeah. it to everyone so that everyone has each other's name and address. I mean, no chance. Yeah. Ooh, I just started. I started echoing back on myself. Did you press a button on your side? No, no, I don't. I don't hear you echoing. You sound not normal to me. So, hmm. okay, yeah. I'm just going to power through till the end then. Okay. Uh, but it's time for the shout outs anagram edition part two since we have so many new shout out patrons we need more anagrams yo writes rich our producer here we go <laughs> mike akins i kink a semi whoa jake woods ah dos joke <laughs> god bless america gabriel uh -huh. cohen a rebelling echo Ooh, By the way, uh, Rich notes here, Gabriel has the most anagrammable name over 54,000 combinations. Freaking amazing. Brad Sparks, Bard's Parks. <laughs> uh -huh. Andrew, Raw End. Okay. Yep. Louis St. Amour, a riotous slum. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Esther Pena, a pretense, although the N in pretense is still an Enya. <laughs> so, a pretanius. A pretanius. Uh, and Eric Duncan, canine crud. Oh, brutal. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. I think Bard's Parks is my Bard's favorite. Bard's Parks is amazing. Yeah. Although if I were Gabrielle Cohen, I would put highly anagrammable name in my twitter bio <laughs> absolutely uh well folks thank you so much for joining us thank you for supporting us at patreon.com slash it's a thing you're the best email us feedback at it's a thing dot me and uh thanks for doing everything that you do to keep us sane we'll see yep. you next friday get on that patreon get in the discord you can join all these people we've been talking to and get an ad free rss as well patreon.com thing bye bye how did you do Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 